with Feel Good Music by Day, relaxing music by night. This is Inspire Radio. Be happy, be inspired. Welcome to the Inspire Radio podcast. This podcast is an opportunity to listen again to one of the many inspirational and thought-provoking interviews first broadcast on Inspire Radio. Inspire Radio brings you inspirational interviews, news of events, workshops and seminars, plus great music too. Online, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, Inspire Radio is your truly feel-good radio station. For more information and to listen to Inspire Radio, why don't you check out inspireradio.co.uk. Check out our Facebook page too, where we've got details of events on there. Our Facebook page is at Inspire Radio UK. Now sit back and enjoy this Inspire Radio podcast. With inspirational guests from across the world, this is Inspire Radio. This is Inspire Radio, and I'm joined on the line by Siobhan Clark today. And, um, well, we've covered many many topics um, on inspire radio but we've never ever covered this one and i'm really looking forward to finding out more about it we're talking about grief awareness in the workplace siobhan mm. tell me more about this then because you know let's not use that word that we talk about but we have gone through some really challenging times and things have changed dramatically for lots of people so yeah so obviously at the moment we are all living through um, a global pandemic which none of us have ever done before so um i think that the topic of grief is is very relevant um and the reason that you know i get engaged with talking about grief and grief awareness in workplace um is because of my own experiences so um my husband died when i was 39 um so i became a widow relatively young um, and I was working at the time and my workplace were a lovely team and a lovely employer and it was still really, really hard. Um, and I think some of the stuff that we as a culture find it hard to talk about, we find it hard to talk about death, we become socially awkward and embarrassed in the face of emotion. So um, we don't like emotion in the workplace, we really, really don't like emotion in the workplace. We want people to go and hide in the loos. Um, <laughs> And in this current context, you know, you, you may be dealing with people who have lost family members. Um, you might be an employer that's actually had people who you employed who have died. Um, and then their, their teammates and colleagues and, and work friends are, are sitting there going, well, what, what do we do? What do we do now? Um, and you might think as an employer that this is something that happens in people's private lives and therefore isn't your business. But we're people. Um, and we bring all of our stuff into the workplace and this current context more so than anything else you can't pretend it hasn't happened you can't pretend it hasn't had impact um, and you need to be able to address that you need to be able to support the people who've been most affected by it because you know there's many people don't they they, they try and separate this um, life and work it's all connected it's all connected yeah Yeah. I mean you're just one person at yeah, the end of the day. So yeah. I know that there are some people who are excellent at compartmentalising their lives, you know, home relationships. But, um, I would say that that only works for a certain amount of time, that, that, that your, com- your compartments will bleed into each other. And something like death, something like bereavement, something like grief is going to bleed into every compartment of your life. And if you try and go to work and pretend it hasn't happened, or if your workplace 
let's pretend it hasn't happened. Um, at some point, that's going to fall over. There's no malice in it. I think lots of workplaces feel like raising the, raising the subject would upset the individual, so they, they don't talk about it. Um, the, they've, they've sent flowers, they, they sent a card, they, they maybe sent somebody along to the funeral. So there's this idea that they've kind of done all they can. Um, but actually the hard work's just starting. You know, it's everything that happens at the beginning of a bereavement, you know, there, there's, there's lots to do, there's lots to sort out, there's lots to organise. It's afterwards when everyone else has kind of faded off when you're trying to put your life back together, when normality is, is trying to resume, that's when it starts to feel quite wobbly because you don't have the fuss and the bother and the extra people. It's just you trying to do what you did before but with a really important chunk of your life missing. And at that point, you need to be able to talk about it. You need to be able to feel safe to say, I'm not doing very well. Um, you know, I'm not coping or I feel overwhelmed. I feel under-motivated. I feel like I just can't be bothered. What's the point of it all? There's a really interesting statistic that following a bereavement, um, individuals are, I think it's 57% more likely to resign. Right. <laughs> make, make a life change. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your, your perspective has been fundamentally changed. The scale that you work to has been completely revalorized. And somebody coming at you and saying, Siobhan, you're late with the monthly KPIs, just doesn't cut the mustard. You're like... Yeah. Catch me caring. I just don't care about this anymore. So it's a dangerous time for an employee because you know it's not always the right decision to to rip everything up and start again. Um, it's a dangerous time for an employer. You might lose a really good member of staff because you're not helping because you're not supporting. Um, and you know it's better to help people to make rational decisions rather than the sort of knee jerk emotional. I can't be bothered with this anymore. Decision. It's what I'm just thinking about, you know, from different sizes of companies from your experience, because again, naively, I might be naive on this one, but I would be thinking, you know, a larger company could potentially be better than this than a small company, but that's probably not the case, is it? Not necessarily. So what you tend to find in larger organisations is, is they will have um, more policies, so they, they might have a specific policy around bereavement, a policy around bereavement leave, um, which is an interesting topic because um, lots of those say you can have, you know, five days off for a spouse and, and two days off for a grandparent, um, which is insufficient um, regardless. Doesn't take into account that, you know, modern families, you might be raised by your grandparents, you know, they, they may not necessarily be that removed from you in mm. terms of the emotional relationship. And it might be sufficient time to make some arrangements, but if you've now had to look at sorting out probates, look at sorting out um, an estate, if you've now got childcare responsibilities you didn't have before, you know, all of this stuff means that it's not necessarily very good. So large organisations tend to have bits of paper in place. Um, sometimes they're, they're slightly more enlightened and they do actually sort of then try and do some of the work that, that we're talking about. So. I'm an associate of a, an organisation called Bereavement Coach. Um, and what we do is we go into organisations and we train their managers. So we train their managers, um, first line managers, HR, trade union representatives, mental health first aiders, anybody who might, you know, be dealing with somebody who is in grief or has suffered a bereavement. Um, and we talk to them. What is grief? Where does it come from? It's not always death. Um, 
what does it look like how might it manifest itself in the workplace what can you do what shouldn't you do what can you say what shouldn't you say um there's lots of that stuff um and just work through what practical things can an organization do because you can't just say come back whenever you feel like it because they might need the money you might need them back at work you know there's a finite amount of, of, of time off you can give people but what you can do is treat people as humans and as individuals and not just say the computer says no our systems say you can have two days off so back on monday then back on monday. <laughs> it's you know be flexible think about sort of like what does this person need and what can we do about it and that's what what the the training is aimed at to get people to think about it to think about how they can be flexible and to think about what would be useful and what would work it's interesting you mentioned when you were just talking there grief's not always about losing someone because mm. the situation that we've gone over in now okay when we first went into lockdown i think a lot of people went through a grieving process just themselves from wow, what's going to happen? Where's my job and all this kind of thing. So it could be around that as well, couldn't it? You know, there'll be lots of people anxious at this minute in time, you know, that, yeah. There is something that, that we're seeing quite a bit of, which is, um, so just to backtrack a minute, my definition of grief is the loss of love. So when you lose something that you have an emotional connection with, when something that you love, that loss is grief. So that could be being made redundant. It could be, um, your team being disbanded. Um, interestingly, uh, Tucker, who did uh, forming, storming, norming, performing, so his kind of map of, of team behaviour, added a fifth one, which was called mourning. So it's when the team is disbanded, there's a fifth phase for that team, which is mourning the loss of that team. Um, so it can be the end of a relationship, divorce, classically, you know, is a place for grief, children growing up and moving away, losing pets having you know to move countries all of those things are places for grief so it's not just bereavement and it's not a competition either so it's not like you know my grief's more important than your grief it's, that's not how it works loss is loss um so one of the other things that we're seeing at the minute is this grieving the loss of normal so i've spoken to so many people who were looking at the calendar for 2020 and they had an amazing year lined up you know the order books were full um, you know, the business was doing really well and um, the economy was buoyant. They had some great stuff planned for work, they had some great stuff planned for, you know, their social lives. They were going to go traveling. They were, you know, this was a year they were going to get that holiday that and all of that. I don't know. <laughs> and it's gone. It's mm. gone. And it might feel a bit, you know, sometimes, you know, you kind of think, oh, I feel a bit shallow, kind of, you know, grieving stuff. But you know, as a business owner, as an individual, all of that stuff is stuff that you'd worked hard for and you'd planned for and, and you'd, you'd made an emotional connection with and it's gone. And it's okay to, to mourn that and to miss that and, and to be cross and upset that sort of this year is has is, is had um, some really rubbish stuff in it. <laughs> really, really, really hard stuff to deal with. Um, and it's okay to mourn that. So that loss of normal, I think is something that people are experiencing and it's difficult because you kind of feel like well I haven't no one's died you know but I don't have a right to feel bad mm. but I do I do feel bad I, I feel sad and and fed up and and sort of you know I feel like I've lost something that I'm not going to get back and, and I, so that's there and I think as well too you know again from what you said earlier people are people are they and and nobody's 
you know, it's like, well, what's, Steve, you've lost, you, you've lost your trip to three months to Australia. What's the matter with you? What? Well, three months. Yeah. Do you know? Um, yeah. And, and me and Adam were talking. We've just, we've just written this year off. That's the mm. way it is. Okay. And what I'm trying to say is like, you know, it's, it, it, we feel, we feel that loss and, and just don't, don't belittle me just because it seems nothing compared to sort of what other people have gone to. Because I could be coming back into the workplace feeling, well, what was all that about? I've worked my butt out for the last 12 months. I got this great thing planned and it's all disappeared. And it depends what your motivation for working is. So mm. if part of your motivation for working is I earn the money so that I can go and do the things I love doing. And if those things have now disappeared, it actually has issues in terms of how you motivate and reward your staff. So I have a friend who works in sales and, and she works on a commission basis and she's very good at it. And she earns lots of commission. She's my rich friend. Um, so it's got, but it's like at the minute for her, obviously the, the pipeline isn't there. Her employers are, are sort of saying numbers, numbers, numbers. And they're surprised that she's not motivated. And she's like, what she's realized it, is it wasn't the money itself. It's what the money allowed her to mm. do. And now she can't do those things. She can't go away for a weekend. You know, she can't go and see a show. You know, she can't do go out for a nice dinner. She said, without being able to use the money to, to purchase the things that she actually enjoyed, the money has stopped meaning anything. So she said, even if the pipeline was there, even if I was, you know, on course for a fantastic commission on it, I still wouldn't be interested because I can't do anything with it. So there's something there about reward and motivation that sort of, you know, why we work and, and what we want out of work may have changed. Yeah. And what's, it, the re- what's the reason you do what you do? Why? Yeah. Why, that's, the, that's the key thing, you know. And I think that's a, you know, again, as we move into this, you know, we call it the new era, don't we? Or the new mm. norm, okay? I think there'll be lots of people out there who employ people that have probably never had these conversations before. No. And they need to start having them because it's very important it goes back to the the one size fits all employer so whether you're a small employer or a large employer if you approach your staff with the attitude of one size fits all we treat everyone the same it's kind of that is not actually equal opportunity treating everyone the same is is just kind of like where you give everyone the same benchmark but you forget that some people are starting from different positions so in the context of, of grief and loss wherever that loss and grief has come from you have to actually spend time understanding that person and their motivations and their context to understand what will help them and what will work for them. Mm. And one of the big traps that we all fall into is um, if somebody tells us about something awful that's happened to them, lots of people then start talking about something awful that, that was in their life. It's like, oh, that's nothing. Two years ago, you know, and it's kind of like, no, it's not about you. <laughs> it's not about you. Yes, yeah, the old Monty Python sketch, isn't it, really? You know, that's... It is. And I think that's one of the things that, that is really important is to learn to listen. Mm. Just to learn to really listen. So wherever the, the grief and the loss have come from, you need to, as an employer, as a manager, sit down and really, really listen to that member of staff and give them a safe place where they can get the stuff out that they might say, well, I know it's staff, but actually I am really sad about this. Um, or I'm not coping, or I just want to run away, or, you know, whatever it is that they're feeling, really listen, have a safe space, don't judge, you know, don't jump in there with like, well, that's stupid, (laughs) Mm. 
should be over that by now. Yeah, what's your problem? You know, um, and don't assume that they are motivated by the same things that motivate you. Just because the money would matter to you doesn't mean that the money matters to them. So, so, so in, you mentioned you know the work that you do in training managers, mm. and, and uh, how can people find out more about that? Then how how can they get okay. involved? So, um, the website is thebereavementcoach.co.uk, um, and there's lots of resources on there um, around grief and loss and bereavement. Some great blogs um, written by sort of myself and Sue and some other contributors talking about managing grief in the workplace particularly the longer term impact on performance and confidence and sort of, you know, people's engagement with the organisation. If you treat someone right during a time when they're struggling, the loyalty you'll get out of them on the other side of that is extraordinary because they will never forget. They will never forget the people who looked after them. So um, thebereavementcoach.co.uk or info at thebereavementcoach.co.uk if you want to email us or we're on LinkedIn um, and just get in touch whether you want to have a chat about what to do and how to do it right, whether you want your managers trained, um, whether you have individuals who could benefit from some one-to-one coaching um, going forward, you know, all of that's available. And we can also signpost you to some other resources too. Cool. Well, look, thank you for talking to us about, uh, My about the subject of grief. And uh, I'm going to wish you a fantastic day, whatever you're doing next. Excellent. Thank we'll you. S- you too, Steve. See ya. Okay. Thank you so much. With Feel Good Music by Day, Relaxing Music by Night, this is Inspire Radio. Be happy, be inspired. With inspirational guests from across the world, this is Inspire Radio. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Maybe you would like to join us as a guest on Inspire Radio. Maybe you'd like to feature on our Inspire Radio directory. If you would and you'd like to get in touch, then simply enter your details on the contact page at inspireradio.co.uk. Remember to give our Facebook page a like as well, at Inspire Radio UK. And once again, thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast from Inspire Radio. And have the best day you possibly can. Be happy, be inspired. Feel good music by day, relaxing music by night. This is Inspire Radio. Be happy, be inspired.